welcome to Carrots and Suffering, a D&D Odyssey. Thank you, dear listener, for your support. Please help us with a rating and a review on iTunes. You can also share us with your D&D nerd friends. We love them too, because we love D&D, and shared interests make the heart grow fonder. This fine production is the mighty episode 32. We should be getting close to the end of book one. I can see it on the horizon. I think this podcast will be a two-parter, so in podcast terms, season one will close in a few episodes, and then we're on to season two. Season two will be the same characters in the same world in the same story and timeline, only slightly less is going to happen in town as we turn our attention to the thorns and what lies hidden in the depths. Moving on! Last time on Carrots and Suffering. Silpha and Jalen tried to regroup after the assault on House Evans, and the first order of business is to take stock of who got the lycanthropy. Two servants, plus Jessica, plus Silpha. Mm-hmm. Yep. Silpha breaks so many unspoken Fairy Queen rules when she treats three people's lycanthropy using Belladonna from Thalia's Apothecary, and then casts the same spell that got Matron Varathy killed. Remove curse. In the beat of time that it takes Leslie to leave and go find Jalen, Silpha will cast Remove Curse on herself within the magic circle. You feel suddenly much better. There was a pressure from the magic circle that you you didn't really realize was there, and it immediately goes away. And Silpha sighs a heavy sigh of relief. On the plus side, Silpha and Leslie seem to hit it off. Leslie kind of reaches up and sort of grabs your arm and kind of tries to pull you down into a spooning position. She goes with it. (laughs) And says, you did enough. And a few seconds go by and you hear a soft snore. Aww. A huge storm blew in as the Fairy Queen lost her temper, and Sable realizes it was her mistake. I grab the orb. And the Fairy Queen is sort of pacing back and forth angrily just stomping but you notice none of the Varathys or the people that bear a resemblance to the family Varathy are in the crowd anymore I'm gonna focus hard and I'm going to say my lady her gaze does look up at you my lady why her mouth moves and you you get one word you I just missed the circle so wait the circle the circle still exists right there is still a circle right now. If you count me as a circle. Oh, good. Oh, wow. Okay, now we just have to figure out how to get 300 people out of the thorns. Okay, excuse me. What? No, 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 explain. What do you mean, explain? You traded souls for being in the circle. You, you kicked people out of the circle. That They're free. They're just roaming the thorns. Sable negotiated a deal to clean up the mess and get Messenger into the forest to save people deals with you or with the fairy queen well their deal would be with the fairy queen i don't have the power to make them immune to the thorns right but mine would be with you yes we could do that let's hear them hmm i would like a room in your stables furnished with a bed permanently deal number two would be my protection and i believe deal number three would be an occasional rodent breakfast Once a day. Jalen proposed a new vision for the Thieves' Guild, and Leslie Evans proposes sealing the deal with a marriage contract between Leslie and Silpha. I think we should legitimize the Guild. We should draw up a charter and make it a legal entity. 
I think we're in a disadvantaged position right now such that you need to consider joining up with someone like the Lunaris. Uh, actually, I was going to I was going to propose maybe maybe we not marry Jessica and we marry somebody else into the Lunari family. Okay. I'll propose something to Vanessa Lunari. Also coming up in the episode, Fetches are fake versions of people placed by Faye to remove suspicion of them stealing people. But if a fetch learns that it's a fetch, they lose their minds. Also, Silpha was courting Barry Mason, a relationship which Lord Mentor had sworn to end. And lastly, Champion Helena, a Circle of the Moon member, and like the rest of the circle outside the Thorns, a fairy warlock, had been missing, and a fairy war party is in the region. Alright. Let's get started. Upon departing House Evans, Silpha, who's not usually a physically affectionate person, will give Jalen a hug and say, see you later, and give Leslie an elbow squeeze and a kiss on the cheek and say, I realize you'll both probably be busy with things at the house this week, but if you felt of a disposition where you wanted a change of scenery, you would be welcome to stop by the house. We could have that tea I missed before. Leslie gets a blush that comes through the illusion and says, okay. Gives you a kiss on the cheek back and then holds your hand just a tad too long and then sort of hurries away. <laughs> Sofa is rolling insight on Jalen <laughs> to see how she reacts. <laughs> How does she react to that? It's a well, if I have advantage on my friend. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that up to No, I think she can have advantage on Jalen. I'm just trying to think how Jalen would answer. I think you get advantage on Jalen because her skin will turn colors if she has a big emotional well, response. Well, let's see if she has an emotional response to it. No, she uh she keeps her cool. Got an eighteen insight. I rolled a nineteen for keeping my cool. Okay, yeah. Jalen's stone-faced. Either she's not noticing, or it doesn't mean anything to her. Silpha takes this as a positive. Okay. And this this is before the conversation and the study in which she's like, I'm going to marry Leslie into House Lunar. <laughs> and in that conversation, Jalen's going to be like, oh. <laughs> oh, I get That's it. That's when the, the pieces I come get together. It. <laughs> now it all makes sense. Anything else you want to do? I think even before stopping home, uh, kind of weary-looking, bedraggled Silpha stops into Thalia's apothecary. Thalia's leaning on the counter. Hey, did you see the weather? Oh my gosh. I did. I was curious to know your thoughts on the weather. Wildly unnatural. Absolutely. Kind of abhorrent. I don't honestly know what to make of it. Well, I am a little afraid that certain events that transpired last night might have caused some upset feelings. I'm in your debt, Thalia. Oh, well, with that in mind, hmm, what do I need for my dear friend Silpha the Wizard? Hmm, hmm, hmm. Well, I haven't come up with anything directly yet, but there are a host of rare herbs that don't come up much. This side of the thorns, if you know what I mean. Mm. And so if you find yourself poking about 
there are some things I'm looking for, and perhaps maybe uh, someone else could help you find them. And she walks back and pulls out a piece of paper and sets it down in front of you and says, now, these ones, these ones, and these ones basically haven't been seen since the thorns went up, but they were very prominent in the forests around Fenwyr. It's entirely possible they're still there. And I thought maybe you would know someone who could maybe look for them. I think I do. Oh, good. Well, thank you. If you could pass that along, that would fulfill my favor. Thank you, Thalia, and really, thank you. Anytime. So I will hurry home, very eager to see my parents. So when you get home, your dad is actually not there. He's out cleaning up after the storm. Apparently a bunch of businesses lost their doors and windows, and so there's a lot of guarding going on to prevent looting, etc. But your mother is home. Looting from the Thieves Guild that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, who's doing also, the desperate, uh, hey, the Thieves Guild are not the only uh, people that thieves. Uh, that's, that's true. true. That's true, but we're trying to change that. <laughs> oh, trying to, We're trying to lock that down. But your mother is home. When you come in, she says, Oh, Silva, darling, uh, j- did you see this storm? It was so- It was amazing. Yes, I, I heard it, Mother. Yeah, wow. I haven't seen one like that. I don't know, ever. I think it was magical. Uh, you didn't do it, did you? No. Lady Miev didn't do it, did she? No. Oh. Fairies, Mama. Oh, well, everybody's gonna blame the fairies. <laughs> I like you, Mrs. Lillardy. Keep thinking that way. <laughs> So I guess she doesn't mention the events that happened. Going to keep it close to the chest? No. We'll move forward to the nightfall. I will compose a message to Lady Miev that says she can expect me to arrive within the next couple days to debrief her on developments. All right, we are going to cut back to House Varathi. Anything you do in between getting sleep and getting to House Lunari? Yes, there's several things that I'm going to do. I don't know how much sleep I'm going to get this day because I've got a lot of things to do. First and foremost, I'm going to work out some stress. Okay. I'm going to turn into a cat and I'm going to go kill a bunch of rats. Done. And then I'm going to take them into that room and leave them in there. Okay. For the cat, because I did promise him rats every morning. Check. There you go. I'm assuming him, but I don't know. This place just beats. I don't even know if they have gender. Unclear. Uh, unclear. Right. I'm going to send a message to Miev. Okay. That just says, I have information of great urgency. Contact me safely as soon as you're able. I need to find another champion to be my day guard, because I don't know how long Helen is going to be gone. And this one is not making me happy. This one like just makes my heart kind of sink into my chest. But this is like, what, the third or fourth day that Helena hasn't been around? It's the second one. It's just the second one? Yep. I thought it was like the third. Nope. Oh, okay. It was the day before the evening of the full moon that All she... Right, well, then I'll just ask for one for today. Okay. I gotta tell the guards that there's gonna be a strange creature showing up and staying in the stables. That they're not to kill it. Okay. Right. So, if they see a large black cat-like creature heading toward the stables, don't kill it. 
and I'm not going to offer any explanation. They just nod and say, yes, matron. And don't let anyone else kill it. Yes, matron. I'm going to see if Hester knows where Wu can be found. I believe Master Wu is the gardener in House uh, Frikers. All right. I'm going to send a message to House Frikers for Master Wu then and tell Master Wu that I would like to speak with him. Okay. And I'm going to go back to my room and wait for whistles and maybe eat something and probably fall asleep whether I like it or not. Yeah. Because I'm probably very tired. So someone nudges you awake around three. Okay. And says, Lady Varathy, Archdruid Wu is here for you. So quickly? Yes. uh, Apparently he came immediately. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Give me a minute and I'll meet him in the study. Okay. I will make myself look presentable. Master Wu looks like gardener. Yeah. (laughs) It's been rainy, so he's muddy. Yeah. I'll say thank you for coming and won't think anything at all about, you know, where he sits or anything. I'll say, please have a seat. Is there anything I can get you? Food? Drink? Uh, No, no. I'm just, I'm here to talk business. I move to a comfortable seat that's like not behind a big old desk. Okay. And sit down. And I'll say, when you spoke to me last, you offered me the chance to learn from you and from the others on the promise that I would dissolve the circle I am a part of. That was one of the conditions, yes. I can't cut down tree. I can't. I want you to understand that. That won't ever happen. The tree is, in its own way, a historian. It's meant to remind us of the mistakes of the past. I think that's important. Roll me persuasion. Give her advantage. Eleven. Oh yeah, I wonder if I could roll guidance on that. No, you'd have to stop talking, cast a spell. cast a spell, which he's not going to be really happy with. Persuasion. Luckily, that is one that I have. Fifteen. Fifteen. He nods his head slightly and says, For as long as they remain in the kingdom, the, the trees, the fairy trees, there will be fairy influence. People will always be able to find them and make deals. But I see your perspective on this. What do you have in mind as a counteroffer? I recommend that we work together. The very small circle that I have left does as much to keep the Fairy Queen at bay as it does anything else. To move too swiftly would be to spark war. A war we can't win. Do you consider this to be a persuasion or deception argument? I would consider this to be persuasion. I don't think I'm lying. All right, roll it. Yeah. Oh, 18. So that's 22. So he says, all right, this surprises me, given your circle's history, that you could do as much to dissuade the influence of the Fae as you claim. But I'm willing to... Except that I don't know everything. I, I walk into a great deal of history. To unwind it will take time, especially if we all want to survive it. I wouldn't see our world crushed because we moved too hastily. But I also understand that what I have learned, Master Wu, is, is 
perhaps not the way of druid. I, I, I believe that the druids that I have worked with in the past are not servants of the land. I would be in total agreement. And I want, I, I want to understand more. Hmm. Well, for as long as you are a member of the Circle of the Moon, I cannot induct you into the Circle of the Land. I understand. And therefore, most of our secrets will remain out of your reach. This is fair. But I would be happy to tutor you on nature lore and that sort of thing, free of charge. Thank you. I would hope that in the future, when speaking is more safe, that we could perhaps reach arrangements, maybe even an alliance. Maybe. I will need to see some evidence that you are, in fact, stymieing the Fairy Queen. I believe your words, but you must understand how skeptical I am. Uh, of course. <laughs> I am very new to this. Yes, well, he stands up and says, I stand up too. Tutoring can happen. Would you show me to the door? Of course. I'll walk him out. All right. Roll me Which a... Which might surprise people. Roll me a lucky check. A lucky? Yeah. You don't want to be lucky right now. I rolled a one. Oh, boy. That's not lucky. No. Well... <laughs> you said I didn't want to be lucky. Well, okay. Come on! We'll see how bad you this is. You can't tell me that! We'll see how bad this is. Wait! Uh, <laughs> so as you're, you're about to leave, Wu sort of puts a gardener's hat over his head and steps out. The rain has almost entirely stopped. At which point, emerging from the thorns in all directions, comes people. Like, initially, like 100 of them, and then 200, and then 300. And they are led by a giant black panther with whipping tentacles coming off of its back. At which point, Wu just sort of stops and turns and stares and then looks at you and then looks at the cat and the cat walks, you should... prances up towards you. All right. I say, uh, Master Wu, you should understand something. I got these people released from their bonds. Roll me persuasion. <laughs> oh, no! Talking, give me advantage. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> That's delightful. <laughs> Taking a picture right now of him. Right? <laughs> it's not any better, but a one was bad. Oh no. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> oh, let, the dice know the dice know sandra they always know so you you are giving this impassioned statement i i just freed these people when the cat uh, announces as he's coming up to you as you requested <laughs> i will go to my quarters <laughs> and prances past you at which point wu says um we're going to need to continue this another time and he turns and just leaves very quickly. Baby steps, Master Wu. Baby steps. <laughs> he does not look back. <sighs> are they human? All the people that yeah. emerge? There are 300 humans that there just came out of There are 300 humans. Population boom. Like in my 
at at House Verathi. Yeah, just like in your lawn. Recruits. Uh one of them strides up to you and you you recognize them? That it's it's Hester, but it's like a a Hester that has aged much better. Shit. The fetches are gonna see their real then we gotta kill the fetches. You gotta kill the fetches. That's fine. I don't oh, mind fuck. killing fetches. <laughs> but uh, we, <laughs> you gotta kill them before they go crazy. Hester. Well, last time I saw you, you were knee high. Hi. Hello, Sable. Uh, a lot has changed. I heard some rumors. Uh, I'm gonna need to talk to you and to Ophelia. Uh, is Ophelia around? Oh yeah, she's here. And she turns and looks around and Ophelia comes striding out. Ophelia looks exactly the same. Ophelia! At least Ophelia's been found now. Yeah! I'm gonna give her a hug. Uh, Sable, you're poisonous. Sorry, sorry. Uh, sweetie. I'm covered, I'm covered. Yeah, sweetie, where's the matron? No, uh, I need you and Hester to just stay with me. Please, let me figure out what to do with these other 298 people. Um, they they look at you and say, I'm sorry, sweetheart, where is the matron? You're looking at her. Where's Lorelai? I don't know. She left. Oh. Can you stay right here, please? They look at each other and look at you and look back at each other. And they say, yes. Thank you. What are the guards and the people chopping trees and all of that doing? They stop and stare because unmutated people walked out of the thorns. Completely unmutated? Unmutated, yeah. Actually, well, they're not completely unmutated. Like, they're back to... Where they were. Where they were. Like, so most of these people you know and no one else would know went in there as totally mutated shifters without a drop of humanity. And they appear to have come back out as lightly mutated Fenrir citizens with their humanity. Okay. I don't think we can put up 298 people. Probably can't feed them more than a day. Uh, but on I could what's throw a party for them. Yeah, you could. Right. Where's my headmistress, lady? Adelaide? Yes. You find Adelaide, the head of your house. Adelaide! Yes! We suddenly have a lot of guests. I see. Let's feed them. Keep them happy. Celebrate the fact that they're back. Yes, ma'am. I will have the kitchens moving uh, overtime. And she uh, immediately turns and grabs a servant and Thank says, you. you, take this bag of coins. And she hands up a bag of coins. You are going to go into town, buy all the food you possibly can. Bulk, not quality. Go. Yeah. And she grabs a second one and puts a second bag of coins into their hand and says, Matron, is it okay if I blow our monthly allowance for... Parties? For parties. As long as you save enough for when Mentor is coming. Uh, I'll see what I can do. Okay. Go get more servants. Borrow them from other houses. Go, 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 go. I'm sending a note to Mentor. So I grab another servant, and I'm like, you need to go to Mentor's house immediately and let him know that suddenly a wealth of people have emerged from the thorns. I am giving them a celebration, and that he needs to figure out what to do. Uh, yes, yes, matron. (laughs) And the servant is at a dead sprint. Yeah, because Rathy can't be the person to handle all of this. Alexander's <sighs> getting excited. Uh, I'm just like, ah! I'm stressed. I'm very, very stressed. 
That's what I am. <laughs> I'm so stressed. I'm going to throw a party. Look at this. <laughs> Look, I'm like fucking white knuckled. 300 uninvited guests. And, well, that's there, There's one good thing. With 300 uninvited guests in the house, maybe Hester and Ophelia won't run into themselves. Well, Ophelia won't, at least. Yeah. At least you Hester. just need to go knife Hester right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually thought that was what she was leaving to go do. It was like, I have to take care of something. <laughs> <laughs> stab, 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 stab. <laughs> I can't go stab the other Hester. <laughs> you gotta. I gotta do something. I gotta do something. All right. So. You gotta do it before you get them mixed up, too. I get everybody's attention. Welcome back. They all turn and, you know, there's a 16-year-old in relatively nice clothes shouting at them. They kind of wander over, like, um, this is House Varathi. It is. I used to cut thorns here. Wonderful. Welcome back. I'm thrilled to have you. Let us celebrate the fact that you've returned. They look around and they're like, this this is real, right? It is. As a matter of fact, it's so real that I'm throwing you a party. Please come in. And they file in. Everyone, everyone, and I'm telling the servants, make them feel welcome. Roll me a perform check. One, don't roll a one, don't roll a one. A five. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a nine, I think. Okay. This is not going to help. The the Lady Varathi is going crazy. Oh, God. No, that is a six. Okay. I'm stressed. It should be showing that I am stressed. Yeah. Some of them don't file in after yeah. you. A number of them stand in the lawn, and then they're like, well, I, I guess I should go see if my fam... And they're looking around, and they're like, everything aged. You're going to find a lot of things are different. No, I mean like like you've built you've added things to this house. You've been gone a while. How how long is a while? I don't know. I have to go I have to go into town. I would recommend you give yourself a little time, some food, some drink, and then we can make sure that we find your family and that you can find out what's happened. All right, roll me persuasion. Well, that's at least a 12. Okay. You can convince several of the people to stay, but several of the people do go. Okay, that's fine. I've done what I can. You've got about 250 people in your house, though. All right, I'm going to get Hester and Ophelia into my room. The real one or the... Yeah, I guess the real ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you get Hester and Ophelia into your room. There, there are actually six other women that are following them. Okay. Do I know any of them? No, but they all bear a strong family resemblance. All right, well, they're fine to follow along. I'm going to get, I guess, all eight of those into the matron's old chambers. They're all women between the ages of 40 and 60. All right. I will get into the rooms, and I'll tell the guards I'm not to be disturbed. Close the door, and I'll say, hi. How long have you been gone? When did you leave? Do you know? When last you remember... They kind of look at each other, and then Hester says, who is in charge of House of Arathi? And they go down the list, and Hester and Ophelia say, Matron Eustace Varathi, which is the matron. And the other six give names. Roll me history. 17. Okay, with a 17, you recognize most of these names. Some of them have been gone 200 years. Some of them have been gone more like 80. But all of the remaining six that aren't Hester and Ophelia are older than the matron was. Some of them multiple lifetimes older than the matron was. Wow. 
having gone through the lineage and you, you see kind of dawning on a lot of their faces, Hester says, time doesn't work right in the Feywild. It is, mm-hmm. it moves at the whim of the lady. Can I get you all food and drink and a little time to adjust? That would be wonderful. I'm going to have a table and food and drink brought into this room, and I'm going to do what I can to keep people in this room. Okay. I'm going to send somebody else to find the other Hester. Somebody finds the other Hester. Great. Now, is Hester one of the young ones or one of the old ones? Hester is the oldest one. All right. I got to figure out what to do with Granny. She was super frail. Take her out to the tree and stab her. She'll turn into sticks, and then you never have to say anything else. Yeah. So someone goes and finds her and comes back and knocks. Oh, no, no, no. I'm outside the room. Oh, they come back, yeah. and you've been waiting outside the room for yeah. them. And Hester is moving a little slower than the, than the servant, but pulls up behind them. Yes, milady. what did you need? <laughs> Will you walk with me? Any time. My old hips are a little rough, though. All right, we'll walk. Careful ground. Smooth ground. All right. She walks with you. I gotta get rid of her. God, I want, <laughs> I want Jalen here. <laughs> Where's my assassin when I need an assassin? Uh, I'm gonna go to the stables. Okay. You arrive at the stables. The cat is there. Great. Hester goes, oh my. Messenger, what brings you by? And Messenger says, hmm, I live here now. And she goes, oh, what a nice arrangement. I'll say, Messenger, you know that, you know what just happened. Hmm? With what you did. You understand the dilemma. I understand your dilemma. Would you like to make it go away? I mean, I can make it go away myself. Mm-hmm. But I could do it for you. I could even make that a personal deal, since you seem so fond of those. <laughs> Hester, uh, when was the last time that you had any contact with Messenger? I say as I close the doors. Oh, I haven't spoken to Messenger since, um, well, he was out behind the circle that last time we were there. I saw him then, but we didn't really talk. It's been a few years. She sort of walks up and absentmindedly pats him on the head, and Messenger looks irritated. And he's like, all right, I'll give you a better deal. (laughs) I was going to ask for my own personal servant, but in light of current events, I'd settle for a saucer of milk with my rats every day. Provided there's milk in the land, I will get it. Sheep's milk is sufficient. Provided there's milk in the land, you will have it. Done. You might want to leave for this, then. (laughs) I'm gonna leave. All right. Uh, Hester gives you a strange look as you're walking away, and the cat says, no, you stay with me. And Hester says, I'm sorry, I don't have anything we need to negotiate. And the doors swing close. Welcome to the mid-roll. It's time for Animal Facts. This Animal Fact is brought to you by the Australian Mere Spider, in honor of the fairy orb of mirrors from the last few episodes. In the contest of most beautiful spider, for which there can be no winner, for many reasons, two top contenders battle it out in the ring. In one corner, we have the peacock spider, which is a real camera darling, with its very colorful body, and it does a funny dance where it flicks its butt up and waves its arms. It's a people pleaser. And in the other corner, the much more difficult to film mirror spider, 
also known as the sequined spider, with its gloriously colorful and reflective abdomen. You might think the peacock spider is the most beautiful spider, but I assure you, check out some still shots of these beauties, which look more like long-legged hermit crabs than your traditional spider. Mere spiders are only 3 or 4 millimeters in length, but they have scales of reflective color on their backs that appear like glued-on flakes of metal, which change size and shape based on how threatened the spider feels. The deposits of silver and gold is a byproduct of the spider's digestion, called guanine, and it creates a kind of camouflage. Now you might be wondering, how the hell do you hide a tiny disco ball from predators? The answer is that it looks very much like a glistening raindrop that shifts a bit as you move near it like light through a raindrop. Only the mere spider's colors are shifting as it freaks out and contracts its muscles, moving its skin. Their one other major defense is that they're very fast. And as we all know, the only good spider is definitely not a fast spider that's better looking than I am. Let's get back to it. Absolute chaos happening at House Varathi, and you're supposed to be at House Lunari. In the evening. In the evening. That's right. Which is, like, soon. Is Mentor going to do a damn thing? Did he send anybody? Did he send a message back? Uh, well, your, your message went to out to him at about, you know, 3.30. Was that late? Oh, right, because I didn't get up till 3. Yep. Oh, shit! So, uh, he, he probably can't get out to you before it gets dark. Right. I gotta get into town. To be reasonable, I think if you were to send a message that said, like, 300 people just rolled up on, on my lawn. I got a situation. Can't make it to House Lunari. There'd be some understanding. Yeah. Yeah. There would be some worry on our end because we'd be like, the fuck? But Yeah. I can't leave. I can't. Not with this chaos. Yeah. Out of character. Um, I don't think she can. I'm going to send a... Can Can I send a runner? Will they be able to get there? Yeah. Okay. They won't be able to come back tonight. That's fine. Get there. I'm going to send a runner. I'm going to write out a message that simply says that... The house is suddenly very busy. They might want to come see for themselves. Like in the morning. Yeah. I cannot break away. And I, I send my deepest apologies. And at the end, it would say, you know, I very much want to see you soon. Okay. And then, you know, I just tell them to stay the night. And I'll give them a silver for that. Well, I think following that little meeting, I think, I'm guessing Lord Evans would like Jalen to write down... Like a, at least I, an I imagine you actually spend the rest of the day working on the business plan with Lord Evans. Yeah, Kylan turns out not much help on the business plan. No, I wouldn't think he, he seems would be. to be a man of a certain kind of skill set. But Leslie is very helpful. So the three of you hash it out. Okay, and then yeah, I guess she's gonna set out for town before she leaves. Okay. She is going to find Kylan and say, at some point, we need to talk about a few things, because I can't just ignore an elephant in the room for the rest of my life. He says, okay. Yeah. We can do that. <sighs> Unreadable bastard. The 13 in sight. Yeah, you don't get a lot out of him. It's like he's a professional liar. Mm -hmm. All right. She'll just sort of, like, yeah, okay. See you soon. Yeah. And head to House Lunari. So you arrive at House Lunari at about the same time a runner from House Varathi shows up. Mrs. Lunari, Vanessa, throws the door open and says, Oh, hello, Jalen, please come in. Hi, Mrs. Lunari. Oh, and I don't know who you are. Come in. <laughs> and the servant steps in and hands her a note, and she unfurls it and says, Silva, you have a message, and Jalen's here. Yes, Mama, coming. 
So she hurries downstairs. Jalen will chat up Mrs. Lunari about the storm. Oh, it was fabulous, wasn't it? I mean, the lightning was spectacular. Yeah, I, it was a little close to home for me. Oh, it was something, it was special. I, once in a lifetime type of storm. Yeah. Did a lot, did it do a lot of damage? Oh, our house is fine. We're mostly uh, surrounded by other houses, so a little, little bit of wind damage to the roof, but nothing uh, nothing really severe. Now, the most of the hovels out on the lake are all toppled over. Oh. Wow. Okay. But, you know, there wasn't much holding them up to begin with. I guess that's true. Yes, well, and then there's a, a knock on the door about when Silpha hits the, the base of the steps. And uh, she opens the door, and there's another messenger there, and hands a letter in, and says, uh, "Thank you," and just turns and walks out. And she pops it open and says, "Also for Silpha," hands you both letters. I take the letters from her, and she says, "Well, I'll leave you girls to it. Uh, I've got some reading to catch up on for court." Good idea, Mama. She heads back to one of the studies. So I pause a moment to sort through the mail. You have one from House Verathi and one from House Mason. I open the one from House Verathi first. You get a message from Sable. It tells you that something has come up at the house. They're very busy. You should come see. You might be interested in seeing. I would love to see you soon. That is what it says. Sofa frowns a little and hands that one to Jalen as and raises an eyebrow as, a, as in. What do you make of this? Jalen reads it and also raises an eyebrow and says, well, whatever it is, we can't get there in time tonight, so I guess we can try to get there in the morning. Sounds as good a plan as any. I do need to drop into the Lady Mievs, but perhaps I will do so after seeing what the development with Sable is. You'll have more to tell me of. Absolutely true. And then I will open the letter from House Mason. You pop it open. It is from Byron. It says, Ms. Silpha, I regret to inform you that I must call an end to our courting session. Well, I believe that this could have been a, a wonderful partnership, issues have come up. Thank you for the book that you sent my kids. They love it. I would love to be friends. I'm still interested in sharing book reading ideas and discussing ledgers. Sincerely, Byron Mason. And Aww. if you quickly glance over it in code spells out mentor just right down the middle of the letter she also hands jalen that letter and says well looks like the regent played his hand as he intended i suppose so but i think you were starting to feel a little differently about that so i'm sorry hmm. well he said he was interested in continuing a friendship. I think that's probably an excellent outcome. Silpha, I think it would be good personally for you to have a friendship with him. But bear in mind that Lord Mentor might not be okay with that either. So tread carefully. Silpha's face darkens a little and says, You're probably right. There's another knock at your door. <laughs> good God. Because, God, Miss Lunari is so popular. <laughs> but which one? Mm. So, before you even open the door, it swings open, and two cousins of House Miev that you recognize, their family from the manor, come walking in and say, Oh, Silva, where's your mom? She went upstairs to the, the study on the third floor in the back. 
and the two of them start jogging up. Vanessa, we've got hot gossip. And Vanessa leans out the study and says, ooh, what's the goss? The goss. (laughs) (laughs) And one of them says, Meg Mason is marrying Malik Mintor Jr. And she's like, that is so unexpected. And then you hear them disappear into the study, like... And Sofa mentions emotions to Jalen, yeah. as in, we need to listen in on this. Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> so you slip upstairs and there's everyone was like, I thought the Evans family was courting Meg Mason. I heard Meg Mason was a huge lush. I don't how she's not queen material. How is this even possible? And Vanessa says, Well, someone must have something really good on him. The him being Lord Mentor. At which point they all look at her. Uh, you can hear them kind of like quiet in the room. And they're like, what do you think it is? And she says, oh, I don't know. Could be anything, really. Uh, you never know with the mentors. You know, they put on a good show, but uh, they're just people, too. And they're like, no, you know. Tell me. Dish. Dish. And he's like, no, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. No, seriously. <laughs> the great thing oh, is Vanessa. it's my mother so we don't know whether that's true or not i'm fairly sure that's not true <laughs> my mom probably has a good idea uh, but that conversation goes on like that for a while it's uh, the kind of gossip that is not politically charged it's like you know watching the royals so it doesn't really have uh you don't pick up on any like seditious gossip all right once it's clear that the dish is out Jalen will kind of do a head jerk towards Sofa's room. In here, or would you prefer me to create a space? Yeah, why don't you create a space? Better safe than sorry. What does our our tiny courtyard look like after the hailstorm? Well, it's all melted off now, so it's, it is wet and soggy and mucky. Probably some tree branches down. And... Yeah, the, the it, it had a lot of plant life in it. Most of it's been knocked down and beat up pretty bad. There was like ivy up the walls of the courtyard, and it's in rough shape. So I will take out my fairy lamp and my rope and create the rope trick. Okay. Your lamp does not light up. There are no pixies. They's busy. I could get used to this. Yeah. You climb into your... I uh... wonder if they're all at House Farathi for some reason. Because they sure weren't hanging around House Evans. I mean, you thought the storm was because of what happened there last night, but... Maybe something else happened. That's true. Maybe the storm has something to do with what happened at House Barathe. I think we should head over there first thing in the morning. Maybe maybe you should send a message to Lady Miev to meet us there. That would solve two errands in one go. I could see about that. She yeah. is an ally of the, the house, so she should be welcomed. Yeah. Might be able to help with whatever is going on. Clearly it's big. Well, I had a very fruitful afternoon with my family that you'll be interested to know sorry about lord byron but there's someone else interested in you (laughs) so i don't know how you feel about that but they feel strongly about it i said maybe you know we should try to marry jessica into your family to sort of join the families together lord evans talked about another kid i think this kind of catches sylpha off guard but then she quickly moves into kind of like calculating mode. Mm-hmm. Like, again, weighing out the pros and cons of this 
Well, um, you, you mean to Leslie? Yeah. But, I mean, I, I don't know how you feel about her. But... Well, I feel like I don't know her that much better than I know Lord Byron. I mean, the truth is I've always respected their intelligence and talent. And in finishing school, I, I totally had a crush on Isaac. Really? Well, I never mentioned it to you because any time I would drop hints about it, you would you would make vomiting noises in your mouth. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> we were twelve and fourteen, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I. <laughs> you know your brother. <laughs> Sorry, I have to roll a little in my mouth. <laughs> well, I i mean, you shouldn't rush into anything, obviously, and there's no need to, but it's just that, that that got put on the table, and from where I'm sitting, it's not a bad idea, but it depends on you and what you want. Well, I mean, I, I think I'd far rather marry into your family than... A house like the Masons. Word. <laughs> Where? Word. Now you throw in gang signs. Word. Taylor brings slang to Fenrir. Where, even if I could control their magic, who knows what other secrets that manor is filled with. Uh, they're about to get a lot more powerful, though. Well, a positive of that is that I was concerned that if the marriage contracts proceeded in a certain manner... The practice of magic in this kingdom might be phased out. Mm. That seems like it would be less likely to happen. Well, there's also the courtship between Harriet and Alan. House Farathi definitely uses magic, so... Mm. And I mean, I love you, Jalen. You're practically a sister to me already. Shucks. And, I mean, even Jessica kind of grows on me. I... Silpha, there's nobody else I would rather have join our family, I'll be honest. You and Sable both, but, you know, it's what you want, and it's okay to take some time to figure that out. But I think I have put the bug in Lord Evans here and Leslie's about joining forces with your family, and I think they're going to be pursuing that. Bug in the ear. <laughs> bug in the ear. <laughs> I didn't even do that on purpose. <laughs> oh, it's that it's word. <laughs> I've got to a level where I make you, you, puns. Yeah, we make puns without even trying. But, you know, I imagine we're going to be hearing a lot more about that, whether whether you decide to do that or not. Well, I can say that my mother is going to love the idea. Mm, my Aunt Melise probably won't have a strong opinion either way. My father will be terribly confused, but he'll come around. I think it's great. I mean, I'm still reeling from what happened last night, but I think going forward, I think this is the best thing we could be doing and the best way we can handle it. The thing is, there's always going to be an underground of some kind, and if we're in control of it, then we're in control of it. We can control how bad it is. Well, I tend not to make public associations with those members of my family who are involved in our more underground dealings well 
typically my family is divided between keeping our legitimate business interests and more underground dealings separate. Hey, but they have always existed. We know about that too. <laughs> See, all this common ground. We know a thing or two about that the below the board, above the board thing. I think it's a good match. I should try to discover what what means Lord Mintor used to dissuade the Masons to cancel their marriage contracts, though. Well, there's probably ways we could find that out. Your mother is one of them. Well, you understand it's... Leslie's another one. True. It's just that, given our projects, it's very important that we keep the favor of the Masons. Sure. I suppose this might change some things for Lady Miev. Yes, I'll... I will have to let her know about that immediately. Jayla's just going to start laughing and say, like, Silpha, can we, like, go to your room, read books, and talk about boys or something? Like, can we just do some stupid shit tonight and not talk about this anymore? Yeah. <laughs> so I think we head down the rope and Silpha says to Jillian, I've been wa really wanting to share with you this incredible series of copper offals that I picked <laughs> up. <laughs> copper offals. <laughs> that sounds great. Let's eat bonbons or whatever your mom's got stashed in the closet. <laughs> I'll get the mead. Excellent. So Jalen and Silpha, who can't do anything else tonight, goof off. <laughs> okay. Meanwhile, back at House Varathy. Oh, God. Fuck. We're feeding everybody, right? Yes. All right. I mean, nighttime's going to come, and I'm going to do my best to kind of give every all the people that haven't like decided that they're leaving some kind of shelter. I'm also trying to, bit by bit, collect information on who these people belong to. I'm guessing that quite a few of them were thorn cutters at some point for various houses, but there might be some other people that were actually prominent, so I'm trying to get an idea of those people. They are almost all thorn cutters or servants from houses. It seems like there was a, a class structure and who got sacrificed to the fairies and it was much thorn cutters generally yeah. was not the upper crustians. Yeah. So most of them, interestingly enough, are are dressed pretty well. Yeah. Like above thorn cutter level. Yeah. Now they've come out with a little bit of like you know, threadbare and from walking through thorns, but they're in a little bit rough shape. One person does walk up to you, and you, you know she is one of the people that group together that is a, an old house person. Mm -hmm. She's one that's been missing for about 200 years. And she leans in and says, um, Sable. Yes? So I don't know how the kingdom works much anymore these days, but how do you feel about House Mason? Huh. That's a complicated question and not one for a public arena. Okay. Well, let me let me put it this way. If you feel good about House Mason, you may want to go there. Uh, all right. Like soon. Yes. Like right now. It's night. Well, you'll have to forgive me. I don't quite understand how that works. A while back, the thorns rose. I had heard the rumors, yes. And the thorns are dangerous. They mutate you. 
I had heard that, yes. Yes, that means they also mutate animals, which have become feral and attack at night. Oh, well, that would make it dangerous. I guess you'd have to like them a lot. More dangerous than... Do you think here is more dangerous? No, I have no information that would lead me to believe that here is in any trouble. I see. Oh, I wish I had my friends with me. Well, you can pass through town and pick up your Get, friends. Getting to town is pretty risky, though, because she's a ways out. But if she has to head to House Mason anyway, but she'll have night. to travel it's through night town. Right yeah, now. but it's just like just getting to town and then to House Mason. Are you it's going to be worried such a for House Mason. Oh, well, I'm. I can assure you, I don't know anyone still alive at House Mason. So, I'm more telling you, as the head of the household, in case there's some political reason you would like to act on that information thank you you're welcome are, are you staying here tonight oh yes no i have nowhere else to go all right uh, i'll take a guest room and anyone who's clearly of some sort of station is going to get a guest room but i'm going to make sure that there's places for people to bed at least the ones that have stayed yeah, I, the, you end up with people sleeping on the floor in the ballroom, but just about everybody finds a space. Yeah, I also want to sneakily see if I can't find out what some of them promised to be able to get out of the thorns. I'll just out and out ask the people of my house, but I haven't gone back to the room yet. Oh. Yeah, you, you ask them, and, and one of them says, Well, I agreed that for uh, a duration of one day that starts when I am informed, I will do as instructed. For 24 hours. I see. Thank you. I did get a stipulation in that it would not, that it could not cause me physical harm. Oh, good. Uh, when you talk to the thorn cutters, they don't, they didn't have the history of negotiating. So most of them went with, I'll do whatever I'm told. Yeah. Yeah. What else did I need to fucking do? Okay, so once I know that the people are going to be taken care of, and I tell Adelaide, that my hope is that Mentor will come in the morning and, or, or not Mentor, but uh, that a message will come from Mentor in the morning, but that most of these people are thorn cutters and that we should ensure that there is some sort of employment for them. We need thorn cutters, don't we? Yes, we've been low on thorn cutters by about three dozen. So we could employ three dozen. Yeah, it's a dent. But we don't have enough room to be able to keep all of these. No. We can sort that out in the morning. Thank you for taking care of them today. No problem. Once they're all asleep, I will head to bed myself. I gotta go back to my family that are all in my room. Are they still all there? Well, except for the one that came and found you to tell you about that thing that might be happening right now. Yeah. But the rest of them are still there. Okay. I will say, Hester, Ophelia, I, I need to catch you up. Hmm. Well, they uh, plop down in their chair and they say, uh, well, and Hester specifically says, I've been in a fairy court for, I felt like decades, probably was technically decades. So, uh, can we not do politics right now? Okay. I just wanted to tell you what happened. Um, let's do it in a few days. Well, is this, which one is this, Hester? Hester. Are you going to stay in this room for a few days? Uh, no, but uh, maybe room down the hall? Okay, it's just that people might be asking you things and you won't have an answer. You will be very confused. They'll expect that you know things that you don't. Why would they possibly think that? Because there was a Hester running around that wasn't you. Oh, when you say was. I mean was. 
Oh. So they all think I'm dead? No. No, no. All right. Also, Ophelia, you've been missing for a little while, so... But not very long. And uh, your son might be marrying into House Mentor. Oh, that's wonderful. Maybe. What do you mean, maybe? (laughs) Everything's gone to shit. (laughs) Anyway, your rooms are still available, Ophelia. Should you... But your family is at the Drury's. And everyone else, if you would like to stay, I've asked them to set up the chambers that Lorelai used to have for the family members who have returned. All right. And they, they file out. All right. Hester, are you sure you don't want to know more? Oh, my gosh. You know what? Give me, give me, give me like, the five-minute overview. Okay. Ophelia, same? Ophelia turns around and says, uh, Is my son here? He should be. Somewhere? Then I'll catch up later. He'll be glad to see you. So will your husband. Oh, good. She turns and walks out. Because they are still there, right? Yes. Okay. The rest of their family is not, which is going to be very confusing in just a moment for her. I just told her that her family was at the Drury's. You did. I literally just said yeah, that. Yeah, it's true. Okay. She's going to go learn why. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be like, you just sent them there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, she didn't want to stay. Well, no, she has uh, other priorities. Hester, the matron died. I gathered. She, I suppose, violated a pact that she had and was killed for it. All right. I was named the matron of the house, and Lorelai was not happy with it, and left. Okay. If I recall, Sable, didn't we specifically make you not in the line of succession? You did. And then someone tried to have me assassinated, and I found out why, and I found out who, and I thought the only way to protect myself was to make sure that I was matron. Forgive me for asking, but... Is Lord Mentor sane? <laughs> Debatable. I would say that he is calculating. Oh, so you think he's going to take over the house? I do. Hmm. Okay, well, that would explain a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm, I can help you with that when I get done with my rest. Right. They might think you're older than, I mean, not long ago, your hips were very frail, and going up and down stairs was, was difficult. Huh. Well, wait a while. You'll have to explain it, and likely there will be a lot of information that you just don't have, that people think you have. Great. Amnesia would be wonderful. I'll work on some kind of plan for that. Right now, I'm going with a nice night of rest and uh, not to serve anyone. Uh, that's I find a, a mutated dragon attacks and burn down half of the trees. I'm working on building them back up, but damn it, none of you are druids. I'm sorry, I, I am, I am a druid, and Ophelia's a druid, and uh, can you grow trees? Yes. With magic. Yes. Then meet me in the morning, at the grove. Oh, okay. <laughs> she kind of points as the other people go, like, they're all druids of the circle. Like, oh no, the circle save me has been dissolved. We can talk about that in the morning. Okay. Get a good rest. All right, well, she walks away. Have as much wine as you like. I'm going to have a lot. <laughs> Flop down on the bed. Whistles comes down from the ceiling and says, Well, that was fun. Was it? <laughs> Is that what it was? Yeah, well, we, sa- we saved 300 people. That's a lot of people to save. Thank you. You're welcome. Feeding 300 mouths is difficult. Well, 
There are deals you could make to uh, grow food. Don't start. All right. Well, I just thought I would offer. It's a choice. Of course. Actually, well, it's technically my job to offer. I do appreciate your help, though. Yes. You didn't have to. No, no, no. The pixies tell me you're also ignoring a bit of advice. What advice? Hmm. From Yennefer. That would be the woman who told you that... Oh, the Masons? Yes. Do you know what's happening at the Masons? Oh, yeah, yep. Are they being attacked? Oh, yeah. That's what I was afraid of. And what am I supposed to do about it? A giant and a troll? Hmm. I mean, I was I was actually going to advise you to ignore it and go to bed, as you seem to be about to do. Well, I'm still sitting up. All right, well, um, I mean... Do, 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 do you know if Helen is there? I'm certain. She's the general. Of course she's there. I knew there was something foul around Helena. Well, she was pretty honest about it. Yeah, Seems like she was yeah. conscripted into that role. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to do a damn thing. I don't say that to Whistles, but I can't. And the Masons are bad. <laughs> well, Lady Mason is bad. Lady Mason is bad. <laughs> I don't know Meg about the rest of them. And I would be, Sofa would be very upset if something happened to Byron. Or his or kids. kids. Yeah. Or both. Hopefully they're in town. Yeah, they might be in their cottage, so they might be alright. They might be. They might be, and they might not. I can't protect everybody. Mm. I, I'm just going to, that. I say that out loud, I can't protect everyone. So, you two are eating bonbons. <laughs> well, we're drinking mead and reading copper offals, and Silpha is pointing out And the... maybe doing nails or something. Like, we're, we're like, actually being girly. Silpha is pointing out wonderfully salacious passages. Mm -hmm. When there's a massive change in air pressure. Whoa. And you hear from downstairs, Silpha! Silpha, where are you? Get down here! Oh, what the fuck? Sofa absolutely like scrambles down. When you get to the top of the stairwell looking down, you see in full armor and combat regalia Lady Miev, Champion Riley, and the den mother Carolina, and they look armed to the teeth. I see that there is a situation. We'll get ready immediately. Yes, please do. As fast as you possibly can. Alright, arming up. And like that, we go from slightly toasty and <laughs> talking about throbbing manhood <laughs> to all business. I think we were reading about the Mason Hammers, actually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you come down and she says, Jalen's here. Excellent. More power to you. What's going on? House Mason is under assault. They're going to destroy our golem. We have to go. Uh... Oh, gods! Okay. Who? Who's attacking House Mason? Uh, Fairies. And she's pulling out a scroll. Holy shit. And, yeah. Your mother comes down the stairs. What are you doing? Well, Mom, we're... we're <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, my mother will see a very armed Carolina, Riley, and Lady Miev. And Sylpha just says, there's business, Mama. Tell you about it later. At which point, Mia says a word. And <laughs> you are gone. And Are they going to show to me? Oh. Pick me up? <laughs> you, you had your chance. Don't you? Yeah. Sable. Yes? You wake up. 
Oh. You're cold. You're wet. You're lying in grass. Oh, God. And you hear a, a sputtering cough next to you. And you roll over and lying in the grass with a, a spear through her side <gasps> is Helena. And there is a pixie saying, see, I brought her. Deal accomplished. And Helena says, a little help. I'm curing some wounds on her. Okay, roll to cure some wounds. Is it D8? Yep. So that's eight plus, what is it? My, I think it's your spell casting ability. It's your wisdom modifier, yeah. Yeah, and 11. She takes 11. Oh, good. That's a that's a big chunk. No, that's 12. 12. Okay, she goes, <gasps> and the, the spear sort of falls out of her side, and she goes, oh my god, that was close. Oh. What are you, are you, you're attacking House Mason, aren't you? Oh, well, I'm done. And she kind of leads her head back. <laughs> what did she do? I think she meant she's done attacking House Mason at this point. Yeah, uh, shit. Well, can, can I get there? You're already there. I am? And she points behind you. <laughs> and you turn around to see a massive giant ripping hunks of stone off the top of the third floor of oh House God. Mason. And then just hurling it at other parts of House Mason. Shit. The front doors are completely ripped open. There's signs of something has stomped through the wet earth in large numbers. There are big footprints, small footprints. All the grass is mostly destroyed up to the door. But the only monster is a giant frost giant with fists the size of boulders ripping mortar. At which point, there's an air pressure change. And in the foyer... In the front main mason foyer, the one that's tall and gorgeous and filled with marble, the, the one you've all seen, and you get about one breath in, and you notice that the front doors are ripped off of their hinges, and you can feel the house shaking as something big is moving outside. Okay, that wraps this episode. Special thanks to Todd Ferguson from My Pet Machines for our tunes and Julie from Elaborate Flight of Fancy for our logo. You can find them both on Facebook. Don't forget to rate and review us. Will our heroes win in what is probably a Mason House dungeon crawl rolling boss fight of monster mayhem? Find out next time on Carrots and Suffering, a D&D Odyssey. Jalen pulls out that banana knife I posted. <laughs> banana knife. Banana knife. Do, 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 do. Banana knife. Do, 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 do. Banana knife. <laughs> the Mason was like, oh, when we backed out of this marriage contract, it opened up another opportunity for Silva. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Maybe we shouldn't have made it so that only two wizards in the kingdom would hook up. <laughs> <laughs>
The only two young wizards. Uh huh. Hey, Mav's pretty young. They could have Lady Mav. She's actually the right age for Byron. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. That's entirely true. Wow, Lord Mentor would flip his fucking. Uh, he would not be okay with that. No. <laughs> That's the sound of Messenger finishing off Hester. <laughs> <laughs> Licking the last drippings out of her skull. No, no, wait, she sticks. Yeah, she just turns into sticks. I'm it pretty sure. It might take her a while to turn into sticks. Just to be clear, that. Oh. But she will. She will. She will. Well, they're supposed to be really fragile, though, right? They're incredibly fragile. I'm pretty sure I could have just, like, hugged her with my, you know. As a bear? Yeah, that would have done <laughs> well, it. Well, yeah, or with my gloves off. It might have taken her a few minutes to die, but I'm pretty sure the poison <laughs> oh, would have killed been her. would have even more sad. I know. <laughs> That's why I couldn't do it. That's what my character was thinking. She was just like, I can't do this. I just can't. All right, fine, you do it. I'll give you milk. <laughs> <laughs> milk for murder. <laughs> Oh, that's a good title. Dial M for milk? Dial milk for murder. (laughs) (laughs) Milking it for all it's worth. 